Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Now, please welcome, all the way from their front living room, your hosts, Shelley and Bella. <laughs> well, I really got to say, you totally out, you outdid yourself on that uh, intro. I love it. I know I have my hippie mojo going on. <laughs> well, guys, welcome to another Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Thank you very much for joining us again. We are going to give you some information today and some stories and something that hopefully will, uh, well, certainly freaked me out the other day, I know that, on black-eyed kids. Well, first, I think you should talk about what happened when uh, we were trying to figure out what to do the podcast on. Yeah, that's bizarre. Okay, so... Just to give you a little bit of a sort of background, I work away quite a bit and we had decided that we were going to try and figure out what we were going to do for our next podcast and I sent Bella a story but she was actually, you know, sort of I messages to her but she was in the middle of doing other things at the time uh, with our son and I hadn't got a reply back from her so I texted her again, did you read that story? Uh, didn't get a reply, so I left it for a bit because I figured obviously she was she was busy at the time. All of a sudden, she sends me a text saying, I think we should do Black Eyed Kids. And the thing that I had sent her previously was on Black Eyed Kids. Uh, and it just totally freaked me out. I know it doesn't sound weird now, but it's like one of those synchronous things that we talk about, isn't it? You are now entering the Twilight Zone. I was freaked out, let me tell you. Absolutely freaked it was just, I, I'd already freaked myself out reading these stories. In fact, <laughs> the story that really got me is the one I'm going to start with. Um, this was actually, uh, we'll, we'll put any stories, by the way, that we do, guys, okay? If it's come from somewhere off the internet or what have you, we will leave a link in the show notes. So do look at the show notes at the bottom of the podcast there and have a look exactly where we, we got it. And then obviously, if you want to do your own research into it or whatever, you've got a nice place to start. Okay, so let me look at this first story. Again, link in the show notes. This uh, starts off with saying, I live just outside of a rural town in Vermont. It's a tight-knit community where everybody knows one another and people don't lock their doors at night. There never has been any need to. A little over a year ago, I woke up because I heard a loud banging on my front door. At the time, my husband and I lived in a small home on a dirt road just off a rural route into town. It was the middle of a snowstorm and the nearby hills get very slippery in the snow, so I thought someone may have been in an accident and broken down. It's happened before. When I looked out of the window, I could see that our motion spotlight was on. I could see that there were footprints in the snow that had come from the road and into our driveway. But there was no car anywhere. The snow was still covering the road and no one had driven on it for at least a couple of hours. Our front door was obscured from the window, but I could see that someone was standing there. I wasn't sure what to think, so I woke my husband up just to feel that little bit safer. While I was telling him what was going on, the banging on the door started again, and my... I scared the crap out of me then. (laughs) Jeez, you scared the... I jumped a mile then. Right, okay. Sorry. While I was telling him what was going on, Banging on the door started again, keep your hands with the are. <laughs> and my husband and I went to answer it um, while I was looking toward the ground. They were a boy and a girl, and they couldn't have been more than eight years old. They were dressed strangely and had odd haircuts. Girl's hair was very long and straight, and the boy had a dated haircut that looked almost like a bowl cut. They were dressed for winter, and my first thought was that they must have been Mennonite children. But as far as I know, 
there was never a large community of Mennonites near us. What are Mennonites, by the way? Like Mormon well, they're similar. No, similar to Amish. More similar to Amish people than Mennonites. Right. I mean, than um, Mormons. Sorry. So this is educational as well, guys. So, uh, Thinking back on it, I know that my normal reaction to seeing children in a snowstorm would have been to rush them inside and bundle them up with some blankets and hot cocoa. But that wasn't how this felt. The children were very unnerving. They would not make eye contact, and when my husband asked them if everything was okay, they asked if they could come in. My husband looked at me like, what do I do? And I asked the kids where their parents were. They'll be here soon, is all they said. It was around two o'clock in the morning at this point, so the only reasonable thought in my head was that there must have been an accident or these kids had got lost. As much as my instinct told me not to bring them inside, I did it anyway. I went into the kitchen to make them some hot cocoa while my husband took them into the living room. While I was fixing the kettle, I could hear my husband talking to the kids. He was asking them if they were okay, where they came from how far they'd walked, if their parents' car was broken down, things like that. But they always answered, our parents will be here soon. They spoke in a sing-songy voice. They weren't afraid to be in a stranger's home at all. I started to notice that our cats, we had four, were all hiding, except Pigeon, who was in the kitchen with me. Normally our cats are very curious and friendly, and we have to be careful they don't run out of the door when we leave. This time, none of them even tried to see who was here, which I thought was very strange. All of the hair on Pigeon's neck was standing up, and his tail was puffed up while he looked in the living room. When I bent down to pet him and see what was wrong, he hissed and started growling, and backed up until he had hid himself under the kitchen island. I've never seen him do that before. When I walked back into the living room, the kids were sitting on the couch, as still as can be, but my husband was holding his head in his hands. I asked him what was wrong, and he said he just felt very dizzy all of a sudden, but that he was fine. I turned back to the children to give them their cocoa, but when they looked at me, I gasped. It took everything inside me not to drop the mugs and run away. When they looked at me, their eyes were completely black. They had no whites, just giant black pupils. When they saw I was scared, they stood up and asked if they could use the bathroom. I tried to be as composed as I could and showed them down the hall. They went into the bathroom together and I hurried back to my husband to ask him if he had seen their eyes. He had seen them too and that it looked like his brother's badly bruised eyes after the car accident. We were in the middle of talking about whose children they could be when my husband's nose started to bleed. He'd never had nosebleeds as long as I'd known him. I just knew inside myself this had something to do with the kids in the bathroom and I started crying while I ran to get my husband some tissues. That's when the power went out. Oh, nice. I heard my husband yell my name from the living room. As I started to walk back through the hallway, I stopped dead in my tracks. The two children, they were standing at the end of the hallway. They weren't moving, and I've never been so scared in my whole life. They just stood there in the dark. After what felt like forever, the boy said, Our parents are here. And they walked to the door, opened it, and walked out, leaving it wide open. My husband jumped up to close it and almost fell over. We looked out of the window and saw two men standing by a black car idling at the end of our driveway. The men looked like they were wearing black covered suits and were very tall, at least six feet. When my husband waved at them, they just stared at us, got into the car and drove off. Our power came on about half an hour later. 
but nothing was the same after that. Over the next few months, three of our cats went missing. We can only assume that they ran away somewhere and never came back, but the worst thing was coming home to find Pigeon in a puddle of blood on the living room floor. He looked like he'd been vomiting blood. The vet told us he'd had some kind of hemorrhage. After my husband's nosebees became a regular occurrence, we went to see the doctor. He didn't know what to make of them, other than dry nasal passages. But my husband was diagnosed with an aggressive skin cancer. When the doctor asked us if he used tanning beds, we both thought he was joking, but apparently this kind of melanoma is linked to overuse of indoor tanning. The doctors think he will recover, but don't understand how it got so bad so quickly. My husband has never worked an outdoor job and spends relatively little time in the sun. Since we let the black-eyed kids inside our home, I've always suffered from regular dizzy spells and nosebleeds on a regular basis. I've had other issues which I won't mention here, but trust me when I say that I'm suddenly in the worst condition of my life and no one can do anything about it. I know that all of this is because I let black-eyed children into my house. We've told everyone we could about the strange kids that showed up that night, but no one else saw them and some laugh at how scared we were of the Mennonite kids. But we know what we saw. I wish my husband had never opened the door. And then it goes on to say, feel free to publish this because they want it to stand as a warning to other people not to let the black-eyed children into your house. Well, that's um, great, except for I actually read that the black-eyed children only appear to people who know of them. So what if they're just spreading this? Yeah, pretty freaky. But this this whole black-eyed kids thing, I mean, it's one of those situations, isn't it, where if it was a black-eyed adult then almost you feel, uh, I do anyway, that I could fight it. Do you know what I mean? I would be justified if I felt if I felt threatened by a black-eyed adult standing in front of me, um, then it's that whole fight-or-flight thing. I'd like to think that I would just, you know, socket one in the hooter and, <laughs> and then, you know, uh, at least I would... Uh, I don't know. You can't do that with kids. Do you no, know what I mean? No, Someone's no, got an iPhone out... You know, someone, someone is going to be on YouTube. Well, the kids' eyes were black, I promise. Well, they're black now. <laughs> well, yeah, but that it's like because they're children and we see children as innocent, you fall for it because they are in the guise of a child. It's like the whole um, dolls thing as well, isn't it? I know a lot of people that are afraid of, like, dolls, you know, baby dolls. mm um, they just look freaky, you know, the way their eyes open. And, and those are like, well, I wouldn't say the normal looking eyes by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, one day I'll have to tell about the uh, the the thing that happened with me it. in a couple tell, of... Tell us now. No, 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 we'll save that for another show. we got loads to She's talk about She's wetting our appetite now. <laughs> right, so that's your sort of... Um, well, it wasn't mine, thankfully. Story. Well, yeah, yeah, but I also found um, what some claim to be the origin of this whole sort of black-eyed kid tale. There may be some people that already know about it, but someone named Brian Bethel in 1996 uh, claims that he saw the black-eyed children first in Abilene, Texas. And he says... I had gone down to the former site of Camelot Communications, one of the area's original internet providers, to pay my bill. At the time, Camelot was near the movie theater. 
I was using the light of the theater's marquee to write out my check, which I planned to put in Camelot's night drop slot. Involved in my work, I never heard them approach. There was a knock on my driver's side window. Two young boys, somewhere between 9 to 12 years old and dressed in hooded pullovers, stood outside. I cracked the window a bit, anticipating a spiel for money, but I was immediately gripped by an incomprehensible, soul-wracking fear. I had no idea why. A conversation ensued between one boy, a somewhat suave, olive-skinned, curly-haired young man, and myself. The other, a red-headed, pale-skinned, freckled young man, stayed in the background. The spokesman, as I've come to think of him, told me that he and his companion needed a ride. They wanted to see a movie, Mortal Kombat, but they left their money at their mother's house. Could I give them a ride? No. <laughs> uh, plausible enough, but all throughout this exchange, the irrational fear continued and grew. I had no reason to be frightened of these two boys, but I was, terribly. After a bit more conversation, I looked up at the theater marquee and down at the digital clock displayed in my car. Mortal Kombat's last show of the night had already started. By the time I could have driven the boys anywhere and back, it would practically have been over. All the while, the spokesman uttered assurances. It won't take long. They were just two little kids. They didn't have a gun or anything. The last part was a bit unnerving. In the short time I had broken the gaze of the spokesman, something had changed and my mind exploded in a vortex of all-consuming terror. Both boys stared at me with coal black eyes, soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night. I full-on freaked out inside while trying to appear completely sane and calm. I made whatever excuses came to mind, all of them designed to get me the hell out of there. I wrapped my hand around the gear shift, threw the car into reverse, and began to roll up the window, apologizing all the while. My fear must have been evident. The boy in the back wore a look of confusion. The spokesman banged sharply on the window as I rolled it up. His words, full of anger, echo in my mind even today. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. I drove out of the parking lot in blind fear, and I'm surprised I didn't sideswipe a car or two along the way. I stole a quick look in my rearview mirror before peeling out into the night. The boys were gone. Even if they had run, I don't believe there was any place they could have hidden from view that quickly. Wow. Well, as Bella said, that that is apparently the first account, according to Mr. Brian Bethel, of Black Eyed Kids. So did he start it? Well, I believe that you have some information that suggests that there might be some kind of uh, some yeah. kind of fiction involved here. Yeah, I do. Now, what's interesting about this story that he tells is that about a month before posting this story about the Black Eyed Kids, Bethel wrote a long post on a message board about magic and the creating of an entity through collective thought. He ended his post with a series of questions. So can we create something like Bloody Mary just by collective force of will? If not just childhood legends, why not gods and goddesses as well? Are they all just expressions of enough collective reality shifts, or can they somehow exist on their own? 
that's the whole tulpa thing, isn't it? Because apparently you can create a tulpa, or it's thought that you could create a tulpa by um, collective thought, by a lot of people over and over again imagining... That whole Slenderman thing was apparently born of these people creating it, I believe in a, a cartoon or a computer game or something. People then began to see it, and it, and it became a bigger thing. But it, it was almost like this mass hysteria, if yeah. you like, was, was generating this thing. But there have been books written on creating tulpas and everything, and that's not anything I would ever recommend anybody do. Because these <laughs> no. tulpas can come back and bite you in the ass, let me well, tell you. I wonder if that has sort of... Well, there, there was a movie a long time ago called The Village of the Damned. Mm-hmm. And it it wasn't specifically about, you know... Black-eyed children today. I'd actually be interested to know when the Village of the Dam came out, um, in regards to this Brian Bethel's sort of stories, because I remember going to see that movie in the theater. And while I would say it's low budget and people can really pick on it and laugh at it or whatever, but it did have these children in a group, and they all had these black eyes and blonde hair and. Uh, so yeah well I tell you what we'll find out when it was made while we have this little break alright see you in a minute well hello and welcome back during our little break here I actually did go and find out when the Village of the Damned was released and it was in 1995 so that's that was the re-release though right well yeah there was an original in 1960 but um, maybe Brian Bethel well, it's, it's quite interesting because what does it say about, um, about this particular movie? It's about a small town's women who give birth to unfriendly alien children posing as humans. So that's creepy. It's creepy, but it's also pretty similar to that whole idea that Brian Bethel has come out with. Even to the fact that he talks about the parents... You know, yeah. these, these tall, almost men in black type figures that, you know, 90s, 95, and that's around the sort of time that men in black came out oh, as right. well. Yeah, and yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we're not saying that Brian Bethel is, is lying because that's not what we're here to do at all. All right. If any of you guys submit stories to us, we're not going to be pulling them apart and calling you liars and everything. You, this is a totally judgment-free zone. All right, guys, you're not going to be judged if you do it. But it is interesting to look at maybe where this came from. And if the whole Tulpa thing is true, then did Brian Bethel and other people that saw that Village of the Damned movie collectively create these entities, which we now see as black-eyed children? Yeah, well, maybe Brian Bethel and his friends were hanging out one night and said... Let's see if we can do this. Uh, interestingly enough, the Village of the Damn movie was directed by John Carpenter, who is the guy who did the Halloween, the Halloween movies, right. which were awesome. And it, of course, it did star Superman, the original Superman of Christopher Reeve. Yes, yes, it did. And Kirstie Alley. So, could they be some sort of human or alien hybrid? Well, that's something to think about um, because the similarities of of the black-eyed children and the alien greys... Yeah, with the big black eyes. Exactly, is is quite interesting that they have um, accounts where people have said that they have oil black eyes and pale or olive skin and that the children almost were very hypnotic, which apparently people that have encounters 
with aliens say that they feel... Almost under the spell of. Yeah, they don't want to necessarily be doing what they're doing, but they kind of can't help it. They, uh, a lot of people have said as well, don't they, that they get that feeling of, of like morbid dread and what have you. Now, isn't it true that in a lot of the reports, certainly that I read the other day, a lot of people are not even noticing the colour of the children's eyes or that the children are actually looking down a lot of the time so that they're not making eye contact until they absolutely have to. Yeah, well, that's true. But I think that I did come across uh, an account where someone said that the child, you know, their eyes were normal until it got to the point where... So they're actually physically changing? Well... Or they're perceived to change, at least? It could be that, or it could just be they didn't notice. I mean, I think I would notice these two black, pulley pits of nothing on somebody's face on either side of their nose, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) But you have their nose. (laughs) Um, I mean, don't don't you think people notice nostrils? No, not necessarily. (laughs) Did you know... Hold on. Did you know that some people have... uh, Nostrils that aren't symmetrical. I'm not. Yours aren't symmetrical. (laughs) I never noticed that before. It's funny. Like, it's something that I actually. I can't believe now I'm going to be going around (laughs) looking at people's nostrils. Can you believe that? There's going to be people driving now listening to this podcast, looking up in the rear view mirror, checking out their nostrils. You're going to go pointing up in the sky so people lift up their heads, lift lift their heads back so that you can (laughs) check out their nostrils. And I'm six foot five. I don't get to see many people's nostrils. Do you know what I mean? No, but but now what sucks is there's going to be people that know me who are going to be all like, let me see your asymmetrical nostrils, please. Isn't it strange how we talked about Superman, Christopher Reeves, in uh, a previous thing? Yeah. And we also talked about nostrils in our last one um, to uh, try to help you sleep. Yeah. Synchronicity. It is. We got to we got to get a hold of that. Uh, we're going to do a show on synchronicity, absolutely. But anyway, listen, black back, black to black eyes. No, back <laughs> back to black eyed kids. That story that I read about the husband and wife who actually let them in, and and we've already said that you know apparently you need to let these things in, which which goes down the whole idea of of vampires, doesn't it? Yeah, which is which is actually supporting 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 the fact that. They're not real. That it is a myth, yeah. You mentioned that uh, you can create the thing like Bloody Mary, you were saying. What was that Bloody Mary thing? Because I remember, was this that one you had to say in a mirror or something? Uh, yeah, with, I think you were supposed to have a candle in there and you. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that was Black Aggie. I don't know if there is a Black Aggie here in the UK, but. Well, there I was- never heard of Bloody Mary until I met you. I mean, it was a drink. Uh, well, yeah, yay. <laughs> Bloody Mary. Yeah, uh, that's the one where you're supposed to, if you say it three times or something, not Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Not that one. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Okay, so I've just looked it up on Wikipedia. Historically, the ritual encouraged young women to walk up a flight of stairs backwards whilst holding a candle and a hand mirror in a darkened house. As they gazed into the mirror, they were supposed to be able to catch a view of their future husband's face. There was, however, a chance that they could also see a skull, instead indicating that they were destined to die before they would have the chance to marry. In the ritual of today, it is done by repeatedly chanting her name in a mirror placed in a dimly lit or candlelit room. 
The Bloody Mary apparition allegedly appears as a corpse, a witch or a ghost, can be friendly or evil, and is sometimes seen covered in blood. The law surrounding the ritual states that participants may endure the apparition screaming at them, cursing them, strangling them, stealing their soul, drinking their blood, or scratching their eyes out. Yeah, I, 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 if I, I'd go for the screaming if I had a chance of that. You can scream at me. I don't particularly want my soul stolen. My soul stolen. <laughs> <laughs> my soul stolen. My what blood is drink. The, wait a minute now. What is there that I don't know about you? Have you got a stall someplace? No, no, I've, I've just had too many Bloody Marys. <laughs> well, I can honestly say that I would prefer to run across a black-eyed kid uh, other than, rather well, than Bloody I mean, Mary. You've already got your, you've already got your f- fight against black-eyed kids, haven't you? Because if they come to your door and knock on your door or they're knocking on the side of your car <laughs> or something like that, you say no. I'm not going to let you in. You're a black-eyed kid. I've read about you. You're all over the internet. Go somewhere else. Knock the guy next door. He's a wanker. <laughs> no, or else go to him. <laughs> go there instead. <laughs> we don't think that our neighbors are wankers, by the way. No, not wankers. At all. I'm an American saying wank. <laughs> <laughs> what would you? Have, what you'd have? Humpers. What would you normally have said? <laughs> I don't know. Masturbator. <laughs> He's a hand pump. <laughs> a hand pump would have a brain. I don't know. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, anyway, back to our black-eyed kids, right? Okay, so another thing to think about is, you know, you go to the movies and you see a scary movie about not even the village of the damned, so forget about movies, but TV shows, Supernatural, you know. Um, Supernatural is an awesome show. Yes, yes, but... Uh, Dean and I can't remember the Dean and Sam Dean and Sam the, the, all of the demons they always had black eyes yeah that's true so are people possibly conditioned and and, or, and whatever it's the whole which came first though I mean Supernatural was made in like the you know, late 90s no not even then on from there 2000s probably on so did that come after the you know, was was the show Supernatural responding to something that was already thought of or believed? Well, well, I'm sure, but I'm just saying, do people see black-eyed kids because they almost expect that something eerie or evil or whatever is going to have pale skin and black eyes? Okay, let's go. Let's go down the other route. Let's imagine they're real for a second. Okay, so if these black-eyed kids are real. Then what I want they? I want another lock on the door. What are mm. they though? If if they are real, what are they? Now some people reckon that they might be aliens or alien hybrids or what have you. Let's look at the situation that I read where they actually let them in. What did they gain out of that? The kids left the house on their own, okay, to go out to the parents. Now were the parents then going to come in the house? Maybe maybe the kids were going out to greet them and then they were to come back in. But if you remember, the husband in the story actually ran to the door then and slammed the door. So presumably then they couldn't get back in. But what was their agenda? Their agenda couldn't have just been to give the guy a nosebleed and, and skin cancer. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't give them anything, does it? it they, there's nothing for them to take away from that. So what, unless they did something in the bathroom, and which we, we don't know what they did in the bathroom. They both went in there together. Did they go in there to communicate with their 
so-called parents or their craft or what have you and say we're here. I mean, what did they gain out of it? I don't see anything they gained. Well, I don't know. If they are aliens, alien hybrids or what have you, they've presumably got some kind of, you would think, agenda or plan. And I just don't see where that came into it here. You know, well, if, if, if they'd have stolen something from the bathroom, if they'd have... If they'd have taken skin samples, well, they could have been in the bathroom. There could have been a hairbrush in there. They Ew, could what have... if they licked their toothbrush? That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> black-eyed kids, watch out for black-eyed kids, ladies and gentlemen. They will lick your toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, no, ew. That's no, disgusting. That's interesting, though, because the bathroom is places where you will find DNA, won't you? You'll find hair in a hairbrush. You know, you might find DNA on toothbrushes or nail clippers or stuff like that. So... Yeah, maybe a dried out bathtub where someone made, you know, skin soup. Maybe they just needed a wee. <laughs> well, that's what they said. But why do they both have to go in there to go to the bathroom? Well, it's like women, though. Women always go in together, don't they? I remember when I was uh, younger and all us kids would go out. We used to go skating and that, right? Roller skating. And uh, you always would go in the bathroom. And you always had to go and take a friend with you because they didn't have doors on the stalls. And although men can go into a bathroom and whip it out and go on a urinal, or urinal as you all say, um, yeah, so you would bring your friend who would, you would go into the thing, she would stand in front of you with her back turned, and uh, you could do your thing with your door. Uh, That is bizarre. Why couldn't they afford doors? They had to buy roller skates for everyone to run. Are you serious? Yes, I'm not. For real. Can, that would not be allowed in today's society, would it? To allow children to use the same bathroom as adults and have the door, uh, well, have no door. I, I can't get over why you would have no door on a bathroom. I mean, it's weird. Uh, guys, Bella and I first started seeing each other and I first went to America. I could not believe the gaps in the toilet doors that you have <laughs> in like Walmart. I went into Walmart and... Uh, you sat on the loo and you can see through like an inch gap either side of, of <laughs> where the door locks and the door hinges are. You can see the people walking in. I'm, I was nodding at people when they were walking in. I was sat on the loo and I'm like, all right, mate. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Why do you have such big gaps? It's like you can't afford an extra in- inch of wood. Well, maybe you all have bigger doors and stuff because, you know, well, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe. That was a point not very well I know, I know. Maybe you are paranoid of like people yeah, looking at you. I don't want you. people looking at me while I'm while I'm on the toilet doing my business, black-eyed kids or not. Of course, you know, when we go into the bathroom, we don't look in the little gaps. Maybe that's why, because we don't look through the gaps. So maybe we don't care so much about gaps like you 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 would. I much prefer to go to the bathroom in public here in the UK, though. I must say, generally. The bathrooms here, I think, are kept way better and more clean. And well, it depends where you go. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll tell you what. The very first time when I came here, I was on vacation, and I think it was Philly Castle where I was, and I had to go to the bathroom really, really bad. And we'd already left, and I had to go into a public bathroom, and I had to put money in the dang door of the ba- of the toilet to get in there. The pay 20p to go to the bathroom you never heard about spending a penny no there's a yeah there's a saying here i need to spend a penny which means i need to go to the toilet because a lot of the if you go to london a lot of places in london they have these automated toilets that are in the middle of the street they're just stainless steel like um cubicles if you, you like. have got to be kidding me. no i'm serious 
and, and you, they're automated. So if you want to go to the toilet, you put your money in. The door opens, on a mechanical door opens. You walk in, you go do your business, and then you press a button, and the door opens again. So it's like, it's like, it's like taking a crap in a lift. How do you uh, flush? Is there a button for that? Of course there's a button for it. Well, you didn't say that. You said you go in. Well, I hadn't gone through the, the whole process. <laughs> you have to wipe. Once you've wiped, you put it down the toilet. <laughs> Yeah, and then you're allowed to flush. I want to go to London now just so I can see this because I think you're full of crap. No, I'm serious. I'll find it on the internet for you. I'm not full of crap. The toilet is. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So, black-eyed kids. Where were we? In Irish pagan folklore, there are apparently these malicious fairies, uh, lots of different kinds of them, uh, but they're described as being black-eyed as well. Hmm. It, the people that are still superstitious about this in Ireland still, believe it or not, have a habit of checking the eye colour of newborn babies just to make sure they don't have those black eyes. So to make sure they don't have fairy children? Jeez, will you look at that. It's a lovely baby boy. And he's got ten fingers and ten toes. And his eyes are normal too. We're going to have a party <laughs> tonight. <laughs> All right, guys, do us a favour. Send in any stories that uh, you have regarding anything around this sort of subject or any of the subjects we've been talking about today. Black-eyed kids, anything to do with myths and legends or tulpas or anything like that. Let us know. Send in your stories to weirdwackywonderful@outlook.com, and we will read them out for you. And if you have any opinions on any of this stuff that we've said today or any theories, let us know that as well. And we won't pick on you. Promise. Bye. See you later, guys. Have a good one. Take it easy.